0: Have you ever wanted to do something, but struggled to take the first steps? Had an idea you've loved, but have been too scared to follow through? Been faced with a blank page, open screen, empty room, and just not knowing where to start? This podcast might just be for you. Hi, I'm Rafaro, and you're listening to Starting is the Hardest part a monthly podcast where I chat to people at the beginning of their creative journeys, working towards their dreams and in the process of building lives and careers that they love. It's about starting and seeing things through, the highs and the lows. I'll be sharing my experiences, having conversations with people I admire and hopefully talking to you. So let's start. First of all, happy May, spring has sprung, winter is over, and in case you were looking for a sign, today is the perfect day to start something new. I know that sounds a little bit daunting, and if you're anything like me, the idea of actually starting something new makes you want to run for the hills back to your comfort zone. But I promise you, regardless of how you feel about starting something, or more importantly, seeing something through, this episode is going to inspire you. Because this month I spoke to a life coach, and this has honestly been one of my favourite interviews yet. Because I went away from it feeling three things. Firstly, I felt convicted. As in, wow, you don't even realise, but you're preaching to some bad habits that I didn't even realise I had. Secondly, I felt clarity. As in, the way that this month's guests spoke on certain topics and explained things made feelings I could never quite put my finger on make sense. And finally, I went away from this conversation, feeling not just inspired, but fired up and ready to go, to fully commit to the work I'm doing, and even more importantly, becoming the person I one day hope to be. So, without further ado, here's my conversation with Mayfair, a business and mindset coach, author, and speaker.
1: (laughs) My name is Mayfair, Um, I'm a business and mindset coach, that's primarily what I'm doing. Aside from that I also do some speaking mainly to university students who are looking to start their own businesses or enterprises. Everything that I do basically now is centred around um, business and mindset and basically just inspiring people to kind of live what's on their heart so what were you like as a child did you always know you wanted to do
0: something that involved inspiring people
1: yeah um that's really interesting because it's something that i try and kind of look back on um and think about it i think i always knew i wanted to work with people like i wanted whatever i did to be about people like i knew i wanted to help people like i didn't know about inspire because it wasn't i of until recently that i felt like yeah maybe i can I, like i do have something to say that can help someone um but yeah, always wanted to work with people, um, but maybe like an inspiring, maybe came later. So what did you want to do when you were younger? From pretty early on, it was law. I'm from like an African <laughs> background, so it was like encouraged. And my dad always said like, oh yeah, you're going to be the lawyer of the family, things like that. And I loved, again, like I loved speaking and arguing. So yeah, I th- thought it was law for like a really long time and I actually studied law. So what was it like studying <laughs> law at university? yeah I loved the side of it of kind of you know learning about law like I'm like a really inquisitive person like I'm hugely like analytical so law really allowed for that but then I think at the same time um I realized for me like I love not being restricted in kind of like what I can learn and of course like when you're studying for a degree like you study for that thing so I think I enjoyed it but again like university coincided with like a lot of other things that were going on for me at the time as well which I guess we'll get into. While I was at university again like I kind of went in with the plan to obviously get my law degree, graduate, get like a good job at a law firm and that would be me. Then during that time um I would say like I kind of hit rock bottom like um so at the time, well, I got engaged while I was at university and then that kind of fell apart. Um, and my mental health kind of, like, obviously took a toll, like, with everything that was going on as well. So it was kind of from that place of rock bottom that I kind of had this moment where I was like, like, what do I want to do? Like, what would be meaningful to me? Because I think that's the luxury of rock bottom, like, if I can use it that way, because um, it forces you to, like, move past, like, all of the the BS and, like, all of the masks and actually ask yourself, okay, cool, what do you want? Like, because you don't have time to care about what anyone else thinks, right? And when I asked myself that question, I realized that I wanted to be of service in a way that felt really, really true to me. Like I wanted to wake up and do work that felt like nobody else could do it. Like nobody else could add my stamp. And then it wasn't like an instant. Oh, I want to do coaching. It was just I guess I started living my life with that intention that I wanted to find that thing um that was my stamp and then eventually like i kind of came into coaching so what was the first step into realizing that that was
0: what you wanted to do
1: yeah Um, so like i said like after of course and i don't want to make it out like you know i went through like rock bottom and then the next day i was like i'm gonna change my life um it was like a a slow process of, of healing like with anything but I remember the moment where I had the feeling of like I want my life to be about more so one it started off with the intention that I actually want my life to be about more because not everyone actually sets out that intention like some people are like pretty happy just to kind of do life but for me I realized I wanted I had that intention that I wanted my life to be about more and then um from there like I would say like it was just kind of revealed so it started off with my book how my book came about I started writing just for my own healing like and it was how I kind of work things out in my own head. And then a few months into um you know, into me writing, like I just kept it all on one document. And how it started was I was actually meant to be working on an essay. So I went to the library the following day and I just started writing. I literally looked up four hours had gone and I was writing. It was it wasn't my essay. It was just like my thoughts. And then like a couple of months later, um my cousin he sent me a message. She was like, This is gonna sound really random but like yeah i just had a thought that you're really gifted with words and i feel like you could write you should write a book because it would help a lot of people and she was like yeah those are just my two cents i don't know if it makes sense to you and of course like i was already working on this body of work so i was like huh okay um so at that point i was like let me just kind of shift the perspective a little bit so that it could be read as a book as opposed to just me pouring out my thoughts but again like i didn't plan to publish the book anytime soon it was just something that i was kind of doing But I'd write whenever I felt, like, inspired to or whenever I felt something wanted to come out of me, I'd just write. And then, yeah, so I was writing kind of, like, on and off for months while I was at university. And then January 4th, I remember I was just sat. Like, I I was just sat and then something in me was, like, finish the book. So I remember it was, like, um, 8 p.m. when I started and I literally stayed up till about 8 the next morning and just finished the book and one stretch and then it was like as soon as that happened as soon as I finished the book it was like god was kind of waiting for me to do that I finished the book and then um that next day I was having a conversation with my housemate like a normal conversation and I was just giving her advice because she was super stressed about like January exams and then she asked me to be her life coach so I think she just said it in passing like I don't think she meant like anything like mystic about it like she just meant i gave good advice i suppose anyway so usually i'd have brushed it off but i was like let me just research what coaching actually is because i didn't really have any idea like i didn't i i didn't know a life coach personally and then when i kind of googled what it was all about i was like shoot this sounds like a bit of me um and then yeah kind of went from there it's amazing okay so then what was the next thing that happened from that point yeah okay so from that point again like and this is one thing that i always talk about um with my clients and in all of my messaging is your next level when you're trying to get somewhere that you haven't gotten before it's always leaning towards something that you wouldn't usually do so if usually you're like a planner your next level probably looks like diving in a little bit quicker than you feel like you're ready to if you're usually like a huge like analyst your next level is just to kind of go for it and on the opposing side if your next level is to kind of just go for stuff your next level looks probably looks like being a little bit more detail orientated or asking a couple more people to check through stuff before you release it into the world. So anyway, for me, like I was like a huge planner, like I was that girl who had like stacks and stacks of notebooks and would think about stuff before I did it. So that was my initial thought. Like, OK, cool. I want to get into life coaching. Let me do some research. Like, let me like buy like a huge book on coaching or whatever it is. And then something in me, like, I don't know, just intuitively knew that maybe you have to go for this because if it's a gift, I truly believe if it's a gift, you have it in you already. And then training, reading just kind of refines it. But you can't give anyone a gift. It just refines it. So I decided to just jump in. So I found um, like someone who I knew was kind of doing something already, who at the time, he was someone I grew up with. He was a boxer. Um, so I just sent him a message like, Hey, um, I think I want to get into coaching and I see that you're doing some amazing things and you're already into personal development. Do you mind if I just help you on your journey? And then he was like, yeah, sure. What would it look like at the time? I didn't even really know, but I was like, I guess we'll start off with like sessions, you know, on the phone, like every week. So that's what I did. Like we'd speak like um, for um, just like an hour every week. I just like listen to him and then I kind of just give him advice based on what I thought. But as I was doing it and as I was in those sessions, it felt like me, like everything else. Like like, I'd been um, like I'm like an academic, so like I love like learning and then doing stuff. But I never really found anything that felt supernatural to me. Like all that felt like this just feels like breathing to me. And that's what it felt like in those sessions. So I kept doing those sessions with him along the way. Like I found a few more people who I thought I'd love to work with. Um, and I did just discovering what topics I loved talking about, what topics I didn't love talking about, what I loved helping people with and what I didn't feel so equipped to And then after doing that for a few months, um, I got my own coach, which I think is super important. Um, A coach just helps you to go further quicker and to kind of like not make a lot of the mistakes you'd make if you were just kind of jumping into it yourself. So then I got my own coach, which was like April time. And then in July, I kind of just launched my website and then I started doing it like paid coaching and then now that's pretty much what I'm doing full-time like I was listening to you speak and like the minute you started talking about coaching your whole face lit up. and
0: like there's a thing that you said a second ago about it felt like breathing like doing mm-hmm. this for the first time when was that moment that you realized was it when you were speaking to the boxer or did it happen slowly then all at once
1: yeah I think initially it was definitely when I was actually coaching so when I was speaking to the boxer which is again like a really another key thing to kind of note is you never get clarity from a lack of movement or from analysis. Like, what a lot of people do is, like, when they have, like, an idea, like, say it's I want to go into fashion or I want to start my own podcast, I want to do whatever, like, you won't get that moment of clarity until you actually get into the action. So, yeah, it was when I was in the action, when I was actually doing what I thought I might want to do, that I just, it's, like, this a moment, like, where you stumble upon passion and it's like that, you know, when you lose yourself in something and it's like, well but you can only get that like if you try right or if you do something that's vaguely in the direction of what you want to do so you don't have to go for the whole blown thing like i didn't then and there decide before i get in front of anyone i'm going to set up a website and charge and get a license all of that i was just like let me see what it would feel like in it and then everything else came
0: me myself i'm a big planner that's my that's my like my my go-to thing Mm -hmm. and The literal reason why I started this podcast is because I was like, I need to start something because I have the same as you, like notebooks and notebooks filled with things. Like, I literally reached my breaking point in the middle of the night. I was like, I'm never going to make anything until I make something. Yeah. So the very next morning before my lecture, I literally ran down to the studio and I just started speaking into a microphone, put music on and then basically told my brother who keeps me accountable to everything that I said I'm going to do. I was like, I'm doing this every month starting next month if i don't send me messages just do you know what i mean like just remind me who i am Mm -hmm. and that's such an amazing thing that you do that in other people's lives so Mm. what have been your favorite experiences with coaching so far
1: generally like what i love is kind of that difference like when i speak to someone in our initial call or when they're maybe like inquiring about coaching, and they're like, uh, I guess kind of in a stuck place because, for, for most people, like to get a coach, you kind of have to, you have to be very focused on what you want, or very aware of what's pushing you. Like, like if it's procrastination, or just you have to get tired of something to get a coach, because most people won't do it. So it's that place when the person's like, ah, oh, frustrated with their procrastination or not making progress, whatever it is. Um, but for me as a coach, like I always see a person. Um, as where i hope they could be so for me it's like even in that conversation when i'm hearing like how they're procrastinating but they have this huge passion for this i see them like operating and doing that thing and like their eyes lit up before because that's what helps me to carry that person to that place if i see it and then of course they start to see themselves as well so i think it's that moment and then seeing that transition between like okay i remember this person i had this initial phone call with to our last conversation when they're actually doing what it is that's on their heart so one of my favorite examples of this what, one of my first clients not my very first client but one of my few first clients was actually my dad which one i'm super grateful to have parents who were like really supportive of me in that way basically what he wanted to do was like set up a business in zimbabwe which is where i'm originally from and he also like loved ministry so he wanted to start doing like events and just like speaking his truth to people in a way that could help them but he was like a huge procrastinator like a lot of people and had like all all of these ideas and like all of these plans i remember in our first session like the main thing was actually pinpoint okay cool what do you want and just being in that place where he kind of felt stuck to um, i remember it was actually only a few weeks into coaching we planned an event and he was going to Zimbabwe he like I remember asking him okay cool like how many people do you want at the event and he was like yeah like 20 people would be good for me and in my I was like I think we could go like a little bit bigger anyway the event ended up having 200 people and like it was like amazing and I remember him speaking about it and to me that was such a magical moment of I don't know just getting to hold that space like you know for him and getting to see like how he lit up when he was talking about doing something that he loved so much like he'd wanted to do this for like years so actually getting to be a part of that process was super amazing for me and as well like with i did a group coaching program called g3 um which was with like a group of like student entrepreneurs who had ideas so just like our last phone call like when everyone's talking about everything that they managed to achieve yeah that was priceless to me like i like Everything changes about a person when they're stepping into what they feel like they're called to do even if it's in like a small way like or even if it's you don't know, make it like your full blown job even if you do it in a little way like it changes like your whole demeanor so yeah i think that's my favorite thing
0: yeah that's really good you mentioned g3 a moment ago and i really want to talk more about that and yeah one thing that i found with the people who i speak to about starting something new or just continuing on their path is Mm -hmm. that they get lost a lot when it's just them when they don't have other people supporting them and building them and like you know people to work with so how has that experience been like for you how has it been creating community group of friends and peers to go on that journey with you
1: Yeah. yeah definitely so yeah g3 i formed that like actually about a month after i started coaching so g3 stands for go get a group so i created this like a 12-week coaching program for students like basically giving them the fundamentals of what i thought it would take to not only build an impactful business while studying but to build like an impactful life and it came from the belief that I don't think you should have to wait till you graduate to have impact or to really feel like you're doing something in the world that lights you up. So I wanted to find a way to combine both like where you could get your degree because we need educated professionals, but also live your passion. If it's doing something like a podcast or starting a business, wherever it was, I wanted to help kind of bridge that gap. Because when I was I started my business while I was at university, of course had an amazing coach and I came across like a lot of other amazing coaches when I was trying to decide but no one was kind of really specifically helping student entrepreneurs and really empowering them in that way to be like you actually don't have to choose like you can do both so that's how G3 was birthed and yeah it was just like the most amazing group like so I was the coach for G3 and I had you Know guest coaches as well who were on the program who were like all absolutely amazing. It was like a space which I loved as well because it kept me going as well. Like seeing all of the other girls happen to be all girls, like, it's not just a program for girls, but like having to be all girls just seeing like them and like how they'd push through their dreams as well reminded me that like, okay, cool, Mayfair, like you have to keep going as well. Um, and I think that's that was one of the most valuable things that everyone got from G3 was that community because like we still have like our our group chat and like everyone still kind of uses it and like we share our wins and struggles and that as well and I think yeah community is hugely important it's so hard trying to do it yourself like unnecessarily hard like it doesn't you don't have to do it by yourself like there's so many communities and there's so many other people who could partner alongside you even if it's just like a word of encouragement or just your mind like it's good just knowing that you have people who are on the journey with you as well so yeah
0: would you give listeners any tips of how to find those people to do community with
1: yeah sure so the first thing above anything because even for me when I started when I wanted to get into coaching one like I was like 20 like I didn't know any coach one I didn't know any coaches personally two I definitely didn't know any coaches who were as young as me so I remember feeling like a little bit alone um but the big thing that shifted this quote I always quote and I'm sure everyone knows it which is your vibe attracts your tribe so I had to embody fully embody what it is that I wanted to attract first right so if I wanted to you know to attract people who were coaches as well and, and people who lived for service I had to embody that as well like I had to actively show that I was about service like not just talk about it not just say oh yeah like I'm organizing them into personal development I had to embody it like in every way that I could that doesn't mean like radically shifting but it just means owning my truth so the more you own your truth out loud the more naturally you attract people like when I owned it on social media and actually like just put stories up that actually were what I wanted to talk about and encouraging people that's how I attracted people people would be like oh my gosh like I'm really into this as well so I think the first thing is be it like don't you will never attract you know your tribal like the people who are gonna really support you if you're not living it out loud because how how's how's anyone gonna see it it's only when you speak your truth and say do you know i'm actually really into this that other people are like yo like i'm into that as well and then that's how you create that community whereas a lot of people complain that they don't really have like people like around them who are like-minded but how would i know you're like-minded if you're not really embodying it and it comes very practically like talking about it but also your actual vibe your frequency that you're emitting gives it off as well and like your vibe doesn't lie so if you're saying one thing but you you haven't fully embodied it you don't wake up and embody positivity or whatever else it is that you want in another person you're never going to attract that as well so I think that's the first thing and then the second thing just kind of being proactive not being afraid to reach out to people like on on social media I think there's like a social media gets like a lot of slack about us oh, made us like unsociable things like that but so many people who I've met from social media like I met you like from Instagram well through Kanisha my coach found her on Instagram a lot of the people I consider friends now were from social media so don't be afraid to actually reach out to people as well that's really good advice and
0: then another question I wanted to ask is Mm -hmm. because you have coached a lot of people talked to a lot of people I guess well I would think that you've probably noticed similarities in different people are there like any similar challenges or themes that you've noticed in the people who you've coached that you have picked out?
1: oh yeah definitely i think probably that first thing which we kind of like all struggle with is that kind of wanting to be perfect before you kind of go so like a lot of people will like hesitate to kind of start a podcast or youtube channel or blog or whatever it is because it's like Oh, like i don't want it to be sloppy i don't want it to kind of like look a mess or i don't want it to look unprofessional So then they won't actually start but one thing that i've really really come to believe is that you have to allow the beginning to be the beginning because you're going to improve like as you kind of go along anyway and the quicker you put yourself out there and like actually get in the game the quicker you get better so you could research how to create an amazing youtube channel for three months or you could post a video out there on your iphone and then get quicker that way and i'm not saying like don't research or be sloppy but i'm just saying really the quickest way that you're going to get into action and create accountability for yourself because you know people are going to be checking for you is by getting out and doing it so when i started my youtube channel i remember like i i didn't even have like a mac so i borrowed my friend's mac i borrowed my friend's camera the lighting was terrible the sound was terrible and i remember like i posted the first video and then someone commented and they were like oh like the volume's really quiet and then they just explained to me like (laughs) if you go on like the Mac software where you can just turn up the volume someone else was like oh yeah like your lighting seems a bit dark but you know there's like a setting on your camera which you can change so people actually gave me feedback and i improved like my next video was so much better and then someone else helped me with like okay cool you can create you know thumbnails on like on here whatever it was so i improve so much quicker compared to if i just been thinking about it and kind of like you don't really learn that way so i think that's the biggest thing like everyone kind of wants to be perfect which is like understandable but you have to realize like it's rooted in ego but service says i'll show up anyway like especially like if i have a message that i think might help people that matters me to me more than being perfect and then as you go along you refine your skills so yeah i think most most people that i come across kind of say yeah I kind of want this and you know I want it to be good and they'll frame it as excellence but really it's, it's ego and wanting to kind of show up perfectly so that's the biggest thing actually especially like in girls like I find that guys like a lot more willing to kind of <laughs> go out there but girls maybe tend to have that approach okay cool I want it to be really good and I want it to be really meticulous first like, I want to make sure everything's right and I have the right equipment and this and that that's got its place but I lean into like just doing it and then improving as you go once someone has
0: leaned in they've made those first steps what advice would you give to them to keep on going sustain that
1: yeah sure i think the first thing okay i guess it's kind of like two-tiered one the more conviction you have about what you're doing the more likely you are to stick with it and the more rooted in service it is the more likely you are to stick with it so if you start for example a project or youtube channel because of service and genuinely like you want to help people it doesn't have to be like this big noble thing one of the girls from g3 she started a baking company and it was all about bringing joy to other people because she has that conviction That, like, through food, she can bring joy to other people, keeps her going because it's not just about, oh, I kind of wanted to do it. It's like that's something that doesn't go away. If you're the kind of person who wants to bring that into the world, it doesn't just go away because you're tired or because exams are going on. You know why you've started it in the first place. So I'd say that's the first thing, like, kind of do something where you know why you're starting it and let it be rooted in service because that's not easy to to shed or to let go of but having said that i think it's also really beautiful to do things out of curiosity as well creating is beautiful just because we're human beings that we get to create so lean into that a bit more i think you feel way more human when you're just doing that and don't put so much pressure on yourself of like if you you know try something a couple months later you kind of go off it like at least you create it and that probably leads you to the next thing and i'm not saying like be a quitter or start things and like stop but flex your creativity muscles like flex those muscles of just like having an idea and bringing it to life and i think that's when you're entrusted with more and more ideas and then one time you'll stumble on something which you are passionate on about and you might do it for life or maybe just the next 10 years or the next five years
0: So now you have a book, a great guide, blog posts, Instagram, by the way, I really enjoy your Instagram stories. Like I love how they're made and like how you go the extra mile with your fonts and your colors and stuff, but you have like quite a lot out there. Is there any central message that you'd want to send out to people? Like if you could only give them one piece of advice, what would that be?
1: I would say be in the game of actualizing, actualizing your goals because like, honestly, like there's so, so much joy that comes out of it. When you conceive an idea, and then it's brought to life in some way, even if it's I have an idea to draw a picture and then I actually draw that picture and it's in real life. If it's an idea that I kind of want to do this event or like I see it in my head, like just running an event for for women where we can just talk, whatever it is, get in that game of actualizing your ideas and just like. it's a real shift because a lot of people think about ideas and they kind of just like let them go and then they kind of let life distract them but it's the people who are actually in that game of like let me actualize I'm not saying every idea that comes into your head do something about it but practice it a little bit more like practice actualizing a little bit more because one it serves the the world as well when we bring our ideas to life and I think they're given to us for that two it's core to human beings like self actualization i don't know like if you've ever come across maslow's hierarchy of needs but one of the tiers is self actualization and it's so core to our human identity and our human happiness to feel like okay cool i conceived an idea and i brought it to life so i think you'll find life just feels way more vibrant when you kind of take your ideas and actualize them which is why i created my my guide seven mindset shifts to actualize any goal and you inspire people along the way but like life just feels like so much more exciting as well when you're in that game. What are your hopes
0: to do next? What are you planning on doing next? Do you want to write another book? Do you have more speaking plans?
1: What I am focusing on right now is kind of like one-to-one coaching and just yeah really focusing on individuals who are like ready to make that change because as much like I love you know putting out content and inspiring people but I'm actually kind of moving away from inspiring right now i still always have my content and kind of have my blogs but what i'm really on and what my mission now really is is to like help people who are ready like to actually like do the work because a lot of people like aren't like a lot of people like want to be inspired and they'll do that year after year like they'll like listen to podcasts or like watch motivational videos on like youtube and like that's fine like sometimes you're getting to that place where you're ready to do the work but my commitment and my heart and my mission right now is to help people who are actually ready to do the work and actively looking to be supported on that journey so i guess that's right now and i'll be running g3 again in september also bringing out like an online program and yeah definitely more speaking i want to get you know more into speaking like podcasts, things like that just honing in my message i guess yeah that's great so now we're going to do some quick fire questions i'm going to give you three
0: questions and well they're not really questions it's sentences that i start the beginning of and then you finish the end of and the whole idea is just to like say the first thing that comes to your head okay, okay cool. <laughs> so quick fire question number one the hardest part of starting something new is dot dot dot
1: letting go yeah that's just what came to me letting go
0: okay quick fire question number two when i'm feeling uninspired i dot 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 dance oh i like that do you have like a go-to
1: song i have a playlist i have a playlist called happy and i literally just put that on shuffle and i just like dance to a song on there until like i feel better (laughs) and the final quick fire question is the best piece of advice i've ever received is be you that sounds so cliche but like honestly like be you because when you understand the sorry i know it's quick fire (laughs) it's (laughs) fine keep on going okay cool speak Um, the truth (laughs) like we hear it all the time and it sounds like so so cliche but when I truly understood it like just be you like that song that's on your heart and it it was so hard to grasp for me before because it's like your whole life people tell you like what you should be or like even if it's little things that people don't realize like oh yeah you know you're shy and then you start to believe stuff as well like oh, I'm just a shy person you know they don't do what they want to but when I was like shoot whatever I feel like is me in this moment I get to do it and sometimes that shifts like sometimes like being me feels like sitting down and writing some poetry other times it feels like you know what i kind of want to cut my hair like just be you more authentically and just yeah whatever's like on your heart be you in that moment if that makes sense and it's such a fun way to live
0: and for people who are only just learning about you now where like what resources would you
1: direct them to so what my main hangout like you kind of said is instagram so like i'm pretty much on instagram uh every day but um the main thing i have now my most useful free resource is my seven mindset shifts to actualize any goal and that's like a completely free guide it's literally got seven shifts that you can make to become the kind of person who actualizes goals i have my my book as well which is now on Amazon so The Becoming um, by Mayfair if you type The Becoming by Mayfair you'll find it I have my website as well so mayfairn.com, where I post blogs every week yeah every week now i'm about to say because i used to be pretty inconsistent um but every week and it's mainly advice like for entrepreneurs yeah like practical advice like how you can like just your website to attract more customers or your social media things like that and then just other mindset stuff as well like how to get out of a rut things like that i also have a youtube channel which i'm trying to be more consistent on but there's videos on there There's quite like a like a substantial amount of content on there but yeah
0: those mainly where i hang out It's perfect thank you so much for coming and being interviewed such an amazing conversation
1: no thank you for interviewing me i really enjoyed it
0: mayfair was a breath of fresh air and i'm so glad to have had her on the podcast If you want to learn more about her, read her book, or book a life coaching session, visit MayfairN.com. Or if you want to watch some killer Insta stories that will motivate you to get to work on making your dreams a reality, follow her at MayfairN. I'll also have all of her other
1: socials linked in the description.
0: Signs point towards deciding that today is the day to start. That, to quote Marie Folio, the world needs that special gift that only you have. But it's time to put the story that has been in your head to paper. That it's time to quit that job and start on the new career path you've been thinking of for years. That you're actually going to go running today, enrol in that class you've always wanted to do. Or admit that now is the time to quit that bad habit that's been affecting you all this time. One thing that I don't ever want to do here is tell you it's easy. That everything will turn out how you expected or that the road to where you want to be is straight and smooth. Because it's not, it's really not. But do you know what it is? It's worthwhile. The growth you'll experience as a result of getting out of your comfort zone is greater than the stagnation you'll experience if you never try. So I challenge you, I encourage you to start now with hands shaky, plans not yet firm and the fear that comes with the unknown. Because while starting is the hardest part, you've got to start somewhere. Starting is the Hardest Part is a podcast released on the first Monday of every month you can get in contact with me at the email address startingpod at gmail.com or send me a tweet at rufara faith that is r-u-f-a-r-o-f-a-i-t-h-h i'm always looking for new stories perspectives people to interview and people to ask little questions for the q and a part of the podcast so if you're starting something big starting something small want to be involved or just want to have a chat feel free to send me a message and now to the part of the podcast. Where I ask you to do something. If you want to help support this podcast, could you do me a massive favour? Send me some feedback. In the show notes, there's a link to the survey for this episode, and I'd love it if you told me what you liked, didn't like, or would like to hear more of in the next episode. And now, this is the part of the podcast where I ask you to do something. If you want to help support this podcast, could you do me a massive favour? Send me some feedback. In the show notes there's a link to the survey for this episode and I love it if you told me what you liked didn't like or would like to hear more of in the next episode your feedback really helped me grow and make each episode better than the one before so if you can thank you so much and as always make sure to subscribe or sign up to my monthly pre-episode newsletter which will also be linked in the show notes and show notes show notes show notes show notes, show notes. And I really hope you have a wonderful few weeks until we chat again and also you know a wonderful life after that but um I think that wonderful life would be sustained by continuing listening to starting is the hardest part bye